Welcome to the RE and Friends Podcast, a Red Max Events audio experience. Hosted by Brandon Havrilla, owner of Red Max Events. Thank you for checking out our podcast where we bring in event industry professionals to discuss current events, share their knowledge, and explore ideas. Follow Brandon Havrilla on his entrepreneurial journey on Instagram at Brandon Havrilla and see what Red Max Events is up to by following at Red Max underscore events. And now, it's the episode you've all been waiting for. Hey guys, welcome back to the RE and Friends podcast. Today we're going to talk music and I've got a very special guest here who knows a lot about music, Nick James Hahn. Nick, how you doing? Good brother, how are you? I'm good. So you're out of Nashville, right? Tennessee? That's- that's correct. And that's yeah. like the music capital of the world, right? <laughs> uh, that's what we tell everybody anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So that's probably uh, quite fitting that we're going to talk music today. So you have been in the, I guess, event and music industry, right, for about 20 years? That's correct. And now you're with Promo Only, which correct. I guess for listeners who are not familiar, you want to tell us a little bit about what Promo Only is? Uh, Promo Only is a promotional music and music video service Aimed at providing content for entertainment video or entertainment venues, radio stations, and DJs within the continental U.S., Canada, and Europe. We have uh, offices in uh, all three parts of the world. Uh, several offices in the U.S. One in in um, New York that handles our radio promotions. Another one in California that handles our uh, business networks division. And then uh, the main office, uh, the head of the corporate headquarters, which is in Orlando, Florida. Wow. They've been in business since June of 1992. It was started by two guys, uh, Pete Werner and Jim Robinson. Pete was a billboard reporter working at Pleasure Island uh, at Disney. And him and Jim came up with this idea and uh, pitched it to the labels. And they said, we love it. They weren't able to, uh, at at that point in time, DJs weren't able to get 12-inch mixes on CDs. So that's where Pete and Jim started. Uh, Pete was getting all this uh, this record pool content uh, from other Dixie Dance Kings and other record pools, and uh, uh, CD players were becoming more and more popular at nightclubs, and uh, they just thought it would be a good idea to be able to offer that, and the label said yes. And since then, they've expanded the catalog to include music videos and uh, just a ton of different genres, but they started off with uh, dance music 12 inches. So... Uh, over 28 years, they've come a long way, and uh, they've got their eyes on 28 more years, apparently. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I know Promo Only is awesome. I've had that. Uh, I've been subscribed for uh, several years now, probably since I started um, DJing, and that's definitely one of my, my favorite music pools out there. And I have to ask, is I think there's one of the playlists that you could download, like Nick's Top Hits or something. Yeah, it's called Nick's Picks. It's is that a, anything to do with the Nick I'm talking to right now? It's exactly who you're talking to right now. <laughs> well, they're <laughs> that, good picks, Nick. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, the, the whole point behind that is is I got into DJing because I like to introduce people to new music. I never really cared much for being the center of attention or necessarily leading people to do dances mm-hmm. and all the the interesting stuff that club and, and mobile DJs do that's right. ba- basically beyond my, my skill set. But uh, being able to introduce people to songs that I like was really important. And I had a little saying that I came up with. It said, newer, old, known or not, good music is good music. And that's what Nick Picks is about. It's it's truly about, I don't, I don't 
I mean, I know a lot of folks in at record labels. I don't take any of their songs and put them in there because they asked me to. I put them in there because I like them and I think they're 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 useful for DJs in different situations. And uh, sometimes they're throwbacks, sometimes they're new, uh, sometimes they're things from bands people have never heard of, and sometimes they're hits that are already currently popular. I just try to give. It's an extra thing that we give all our customers uh, each month, mm-hmm. just so they can help build up their video library. In fact, if you've been taking advantage of downloading those Nick's picks uh, since they started, you've gotten 500 free videos in your library. So uh, for an audio subscriber, that's kind of a big deal, especially when you're, if you're on a credit based system, that could be about $500. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah. It's, it's important to me. It's my favorite thing that I do at promo only. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And now, so I've started the past few episodes out kind of talking a little bit um, about current events and, and obviously the current, COVID-19 pandemic that's going on. So I wanted to kind of hear your take um, and how you see it affecting uh, maybe more so the music side of the industry and kind of hear what you uh, have to say about that. Well, uh, I think uh, it'd be naive to not think that every single person in this country and in this world is going to be affected, whether you're rich or poor, black, white, male, female, whatever. So yeah, it's definitely affecting everybody. Uh, I'd say that probably 95% of my customer base is out of uh, is currently uh, not out of business, but uh, have all their events uh, paused, uh, some canceled, rescheduled, call it what you will. But pretty much everybody's sitting at home doing exactly what you and I are doing. We're uh, engaging each other on the computer, and uh, as such, uh, you know our business is in that. So, I mean. <sighs> Almost all of our, our, our subscribers are currently not working. That's a that's a, a, a great cause of concern for us, not just because we have 40 individuals and their families depending on that business, but also because of the record labels and the artists that we represent being a legal pool that pays licensing fees or gets permission from the labels to do what we do. It's important to, to remember that some of these subscription services that you're subscribed to, they actually take care of more than just the the staff. They also take care of the record labels. And I'm not talking about the fat cat. I'm talking about the janitor and his kids. I'm talking about the marketing intern. I'm talking about the the shipping shipping guys, not to mention the artists themselves. Not everybody is a Jay-Z or a Beyonce or Justin Timberlake. Plenty of the artists that we we play and supply to people, um, they're average folks like you and I who are trying to make ends meet any way that they can. And music isn't as lucrative as most people think unless you're charting on top 40 radio. Uh, that being the case, I do encourage everybody, whether it's with us or another service, try to make sure that you're spending your lo- your money on legal services. Illegal services, they're just putting that money in their pockets. They may be feeding a couple of staffers, but nothing compared to what, say, ERG or Top Hits or Ultimix is doing. Uh, even Extended Mix and VJ Pro are supporting more people than just their staffers with what you're you're buying. So I do encourage folks, I mean, it doesn't have to be promo only. I don't want this to be a, an, an ad just for promo only. I just want people to take, you know, that a little bit more seriously and remember that your, your contributions right now affect more than just yourself. And it's important that we remember to take care of many, as many people as possible. And in this time right now, I think the thing that bothers me the most is it seems like, you know, these independent contractors that we call customers are, 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 are having to jump through a few more hoops to uh, make their income. So um, uh, through the government and the stimulus program, I do encourage them to uh, try to take advantage of that, especially about the unemployment income. So uh, make sure that 
anybody's listening that's a customer or not a, a customer, if you're uh, one of those folks who's completely out of work because of this, don't forget to take advantage of these government programs because it's not just the $1,200 in stimulus. You can get an extra $600 a month uh, for from um, unemployment and, and all right. these good things. So you, please pay attention to that, folks. I, I, I know this is slightly off topic, but I wanted to put that out there. It is <laughs> no, very, for sure. very important. Very important. And, uh, it is going to come on a first-come, first-served basis. So if you're sitting around waiting, uh, you should probably, uh, after this podcast, you know, log into your, your state government website and start taking advantage of the things. I mean, the worst thing they can do is tell you no. So I would apply, be honest, but, uh, you know, apply, you know, and, um, and you're going to have to have certain things, uh, available to you, like your tax return from last year and, and social security numbers and your bank accounts and all that. So have it ready, but get out there and start trying to get the money that you've paid. This isn't free money. This is money you've already paid into. <laughs> exactly, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like this is your money. Right. So take advantage of it while you can. Right. And hopefully, you know, obviously something like this won't happen again. So that's the other reason to, you know, take advantage of it too and use it because that's really what it's for. Exactly. So 100%. And you touched a little bit upon it. I want to get into it later in the episode in terms of the, the legal music pool thing because I do have right. some questions on, you know, how that works um, okay. and how promo only handles it and stuff. But, you know, to bounce off what you were saying, how most of your subscribers are obviously out of work right now. Um, I think now more than ever is the best time to get a, a music pool if you don't have one already. And if you do have one, keep it going um, for these few months if you can you know, financially afford it because I think it's very important to take advantage of this time and organize your music. I've spent a few days now um, – you know, even just in Serato, just analyzing files and rescanning, you know, ID3 tags and then creating new crates and playlists and stuff. I think now is really a great time to to do that because we have a lot of free time. Yeah, I could not agree anymore. I mean, taking care of your speaker stands, wiping down your 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 inventory, making sure that everything that you have is ready to go the second that this starts its upward curve. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Obviously, you know, having your music uh, library organized properly, uh, getting rid of things that you don't ever play, adding new things in. This is a perfect time to start familiarizing yourself with your music. So many DJs, you know, music comes out so fast. It's really hard to keep up with everything that's going on. But right now you've got kind of a breather to be able to actually learn these tracks, increase your, uh, your, your, your mixing skills. I mean, right now you'd be hard pressed not to find, you know, some sort of free, um, free advice or free training online specifically for DJs as as folks are, are not taking advantage of this downtime. If you're just watching Tiger King on repeat, you're missing the point. (laughs) The, the, the people who are going to be the people who are prepared after this are going to be the ones who, um, um, wow, sorry, something, (laughs) something giant just flew by my window. (laughs) Um, um, yeah, the people who are, are ready for this when it, um, it, it, it continues when it goes on its upward swing, they're going to be the ones who are ready to take advantage because a lot of these events, especially for the guys who are more um, venue oriented as in bars and nightclubs, those bars and nightclubs might not be there and new ones might be popping up. And if you're ready to take advantage of that, uh, you've, you've got your website in order, you got your EPKs, you got mixes available. Uh, it's going to be a, a good time for those people to jump back in and, uh, or to jump in and grab some business that wasn't theirs to begin with. For so sure. uh, I, I definitely think that that's, it's not just the crate management. It's like doing what, like your warehouse is a prime example. You've got all these 
these products for rent and um, and um, and production and, and making sure they're up to snuff will relieve some of your staff from that responsibility when things get going because they know all their stuff is ready. Exactly. And the other thing too is, you know, at least for us, uh, and I think it's the same for, you know, a lot of people because I've spoken to several people about this and we seem to all be on the same page that, you know, 90 to 95% of our jobs are being postponed and rescheduled. Um, Correct. There's a handful that are being canceled. There were a one-off thing, um, you know, more so in the corporate world. Um, I think then the private world because you know weddings and sweet 16s and stuff they're still going to get married they're still going to celebrate um it's just a matter of you know when or, or pushing it off so with that said i mean for us a lot of our weddings in march and april were postponed till uh you know august even some june july so those months that were already busy for us and our calendar was already almost full now we have to try and squeeze all these events in there as well and right. so it's just going to be very busy um so like you said, making sure the music is you know prepared and then the warehouse too, making sure our equipment's good, everything's working, fixing things that are broken or you know getting counts on stuff and hey, we're running short on this, we're missing that. you know that's all very important now because when we get back into the swing of things, it's going to be very busy and we're gonna have to you know be able to handle that influx of events for sure. Well, I don't know about you, but I am a terrible MC. And if, if I were a mobile DJ who was focusing on doing weddings and bar mitzvahs and quinceaneras and, and, and all that good stuff, I, and this is a great time to practice on your MC skills. This is a great time to practice on your mixing. This is a great time to practice on, uh, I mean, even filling your vehicle up so you can get in and out of venues faster. It's like, man, you could be doing all sorts of different things to make your life easier when all this rolls around. Plus, I have seen several people mention this, and I agree with it 100%. It's like you should be doing some local outreach to other DJs. So you guys, when this comes back, you've got that extra, um, sure. you, you've got that extra, you know, hey, man, I, I need you to do this gig for me. I'd like to take a 10% finder's fee on it, but it's your gig, you know, that type of stuff. Like, you know, all working together to, because people are going to ask, I mean, they're asking, I know, like you just said, they're asking for dates that have already been filled and you don't want to say no, but you also don't want to let that business go and uh, just people have got to start being smart and thinking about how they can still uh, maximize uh, these cancellations, not these cancellations, these uh, rescheduling conflicts and still make money on them, but at the same time, not hurt your brand. You start networking with these DJs now, find out who's who's for real, who's, you know, a part-timer who doesn't really care about the business. It's, it's a good time for uh, a lot of things that we talk about doing, but we don't ever actually get around to doing. Definitely, definitely. And so you spoke about, you know, practicing mixing and DJing and stuff. And I mean, I don't know about you. I'm sure you're friends with a lot more DJs than me. But I think last night, uh, at one point when I checked, I had about 73 DJ friends that were live on Facebook. <laughs> So <laughs> yes. that's one take on practicing. And that's something I wanted to bring up with you too, because I see a lot of DJs getting very, very aggravated that Facebook is flagging their videos and taking it down. And they're blaming Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook. And in reality, I mean, it's not their fault. And I think that's something that a lot of DJs um, don't necessarily realize. So I was wondering if that's a topic you've discussed yet and if you could discuss it a little bit. I have discussed it with several folks, um, and, and you're right. It's technically not Facebook and Zuckerberg's fault, mainly because the reason these posts are getting pulled down, and 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 the same thing, it's 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 about legal music services too. It basically 
ASCAP and BMI are performance rights or, 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 or performance rights organizations collect money on the behalf of the artist from venues or entities playing their music to increase their own revenues. So the reason that you, I mean, just so you know, it doesn't matter if it's Facebook or your local barbershop. If you're playing music in a place of business, in a place that somebody is making money, then the you're adding that music as part of the atmosphere. That means that the owner of the venue or the business entity has to pay a certain percentage based on the potential listenership to ASCAP, BMI, CSAC, whomever. You know what I mean? So uh, if um, uh, like a barbershop that can have five people in, in it one time isn't going to pay the same rates as, say, a mega uh, club in Miami who has the capacity to have 5,000. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people are on Facebook, but can you imagine what type of percentage Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook would have to pay? Because ultimately Facebook is about making money. They're not there because they want us all to connect. They want to sell us ad space. They want right. to sell you ad space. They want to sell me ad space. And that's what they're there to do. And because of that, they're making money on it. And the labels want their cut if they're not just because of the labels, but the individual artists. My wife is a singer songwriter. She makes money. She just got, uh, she just got, uh, she's doing some promotion with Nike for two of her songs with Morgan Page and the addictions. And I think overall that's going to net her. It's a Nike event. You know how much it's netting her? 250 bucks. You know what I mean? Like it's, mm -hmm. it's not that much. I mean, in fact, artists make more money when somebody like my wife wrote a track that um, Carmen Electra bought from her and performed on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Oh, she wow. played it for 30 seconds, but because Ellen DeGeneres show reaches so many people all at once, Brit's payday was a lot better than, say, uh, a single Spotify stream. And that's why Spotify, Spotify streams don't pay that much. That one stream is point zero 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 six. Well, that's an exact... I, I'm, not actually looking at it, but it's something crazy like that. It's like, you know, a thousandth of a cent for every stream, but it's because it's one person listening. But when Drake puts a song out on, on uh, Spotify, millions and millions and millions of people are, are listening to that one song. So it, it, it adds up and it makes a little bit more money from him. Um, it, it truly is about the, the reach. Now, streaming is not even remotely as profitable as saying hearing something on the radio or having something synced on a TV show uh, or um, tied to a presidential campaign or something like that, you know, something or a commercial, you know, when you hear, when you see uh, like the Ting Tings on the uh, old uh, Apple iPod commercials, man, they made bank because they get paid every time that commercial gets played because every mm -hmm. time it gets played on ABC, a million people are watching it. So, it's you can't blame Facebook as much as and you really can't blame the labels or the artists. They're trying to get paid as well. Um, I, I just think that DJs and the general public as a whole doesn't understand how this system works. Right. You know, they look at people like James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich from Metallica or Taylor Swift or um uh, Bad Bunny or Drake or and they're like, Oh, all artists are like this. No, very few of them are at that level where they're making that kind of money. And 
I mean, once you break through to top 40, especially the top 10, you are making some decent coin, but how long is that going to last? You know what I mean? Right. Like, and you've got other expenses that go out the door. So, um, it's not as, it's not as cut and dry. Like you said, as pointing the finger at Mark Zuckerberg, we couldn't really expect Facebook to cover that expense. Now I will say, uh, D I've seen some DJs come up with various options to allow them to do that. And I don't think that's been discussed with Facebook or any of the, the, the PROs or, mm -hmm. or labels directly, but it would be nice to see some kind of conversation open up, but it's just like a uh, bootleg piracy services, the record labels and the RIA and those PROs, they all have other fish to fry. Like they just got through suing, iHeartMedia for a billion dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, figuring out a way for, you know, a hundred thousand DJs to be able to stream on Facebook isn't necessarily at the top of their list. Doesn't <laughs> right. mean it's not going to get addressed, but these things take time. It took seven years for the record labels to shut down Groove Shark. And it was a lot of money that was spent on both sides to not to 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 make that process happen. Groove Shark was trying to fight it. The labels were trying to drive it home. And it still took seven years, even though Groove Shark didn't own any of the properties. And it's the same thing with the, the bootleg services when people ask, well, why? They've been around forever. Yeah, they have been around forever. But the labels, it's not a top priority. Those are DJs. Uh, a consumer-driven app took seven years. To, to We're a niche market. And that's why, you know, kind of segueing into that illegal or the bootleg piracy thing that's why it's taken so long for some of this stuff to get shut down some of these people have noticed that some of their favorite pools are missing content because sony's gotten around to sending cease and desist and those cease and desist those aren't a sony doesn't want to shut down any record pool what they want is is they want every record pool to pay them the same money that the legal ones do so and it takes time uh because there's going to be some sort of negotiation and some of these pools have been operating illegally for so long that the price tag is much higher than it would it it would be for say somebody like promo only or erg or top hits or or any of the other companies that stay legitimate for sure yeah i think that's a very interesting interesting topic when, when that whole live stream it, uh, thing comes into play and i don't know if you've actually tuned in or listened to any of the live streams too but i know i i think i counted over 70 at one point last night yeah yeah <laughs> they're crazy. they're i the thing that's terrible about them, honestly, is the fact that I've, I don't feel like these DJs are uh, accurately being represented through these live feed, these live streams either, because the 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 connections seem to be so glitchy. Even with a uh, a high speed internet connection, uh, I, I recommended a uh, uh, to another friend, uh, one of Orlando's local DJs, was doing a freestyle freestyle night the other night. He's literally my favorite DJ, mm -hmm. and I'm I I'm a big DJ hater. It's really hard to impress me as a DJ because I've seen so many great DJs throughout my career and this guy's he's literally my, my favorite DJ and my friend called me up and he's like that was terrible his mixes were all off and I was like it had nothing to do with his mixes it was the interruption of the feed like the buffer was like overlaying audio right. on top of you, you can tell it if you know what you're looking for and anyway it was yeah I, I, I do wish there was something for DJ something that they could pay to have that done because I do see the benefit that they bring the music industry I just think that that's something that's not going to get talked about for a long time. But hopefully, uh, at, because maybe the music industry will see, uh, you know, after D-Nice 
had so many people turning into his, you know, maybe they will start looking at it as another stream of revenue, allowing DJs to purchase some sort of license Mm -hmm. that will allow them to do that. I'd like to see that because I think it's cool. I think I love seeing these guys do it, even though I know it's not technically legal. I'm not going to point my finger and wag it at anybody. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) you get shut down, you get shut down. If you don't kudos to you, but it's, it's just luck. You know what I mean? Right. For sure. Um, interesting. Yeah. And I know a lot of them have, have now found alternate routes and, uh, you know, ways to go on Twitch and some other things that don't necessarily get shut down. Um, right. and I don't know the legality side of, of which are good and which are not. I assume technically, like you said, none of them are really okay. Right. Probably, probably none of them are okay. <laughs> right. Facebook is just a big target. It's just you a know big what I'm target, saying? Right. Once you, once you're, you're making a lot of money and, they're, they're going to come after you. It's like, you know how many record pools are out there right now? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and and there's probably only 10 that are legitimate, like worldwide. You know, everybody else is operating on a, uh, you know, better to ask or beg for forgiveness than ask for permission. Right. And, and so many of them aren't, they don't really have any real numbers, so the record labels won't go after them. But when they do have real numbers... And the record labels get time; they do go after them. In fact, uh, one of the bigger ones just got busted in in August. Uh, they just apparently they have uh, finally paid the fee, which, if I had to guess, was in the millions. Mm. And uh, but they're still not right with Warner or Universal. And so I expect Warner and Universal to come after their fair share after, sooner or later. So, um, and, and if you don't mind me segueing into that to no, tie all absolutely. this in. What makes a record pool legal in the first place is either having licensing or permission to service the content given by the record label in the territory the record label is authorized to sell in. Now, that might sound weird like, uh, well, Sony Music is authorized to sell Sony Music anywhere. No, Sony Music US is authorized to sell uh, music in the U.S. territory. If you want authorization to sell in the U.K., you got to talk to Sony Music Europe, or actually the PRS or the PPL, uh, because that's or in Canada, uh, Connect Licensing. Mm-hmm. That's who you talk to to get licensed over there. Just because you have a contract with Sony in the U.S. does not give you rights to distribute to DJs in Australia. So territory restrictions number one. You you have to dis- you have to have licensing to distribute or permission. Not everything has to have a price tag on it, okay? For years, the record labels didn't require anybody to pay any licensing, but they did require permissions. Right. And, and the point of a record pool is to service new content to promote uh, an existing artist and their label and their marketing efforts towards that single or an album. So, you know, putting an Eagles song up from uh, the 70s or the early 80s doesn't service anybody but the pool. And I can tell you 100%, I, I wish a single solitary record pool uh, manager would, would would challenge me this online. None of them will talk to me about this online, and I don't, I don't blame them. But none of them have any permissions to sell the catalog audio that they are selling. Not permissions and not licensing. The licensing they they could get, but it would be the exact same licensing that Amazon, Google Music, and iTunes have. It would be a 40-60 split because of the uh, Most Favored Nations clause found in their contracts. So they're not going to give a record better deal than they're going to give iTunes, Amazon, or Google. Fact. Number one, let one... Just 
I, anybody from any pool, come on here and refute this. I'd love to hear them do it. They won't. <laughs> they can't. It's not true. Right. Um, and then secondly, um, that's catalog audio. So nobody has the ability to do that. Now, I will say that Beat Source, which is a combination of DJ City and uh, and and Beatport, this new service that they it is competitive to a promo only service. I don't mind talking about it. I also don't mind giving them some praise because they're going about it the right way. They have that licensing. What they did was is they took licensing to sell DJs music, just like iTunes, just like uh, uh, Amazon. So you can go in and buy a single track from a, a, a legacy track, a cat that's catalog audio, something that's older than three months. Mm-hmm. And you can buy that from them. And the artist is going to receive anywhere from 40 to 60% of that payment. And the, the, the beat source slash DJ city beat port will take that other money to pay their overheads and then keep that profit. Nothing wrong with that business model. That business model is a smart business model, something that I've been wanting to, to, to integrate into promo only for a long time. Unfortunately, promo only has so many different uh, pet projects going on that uh, we haven't found time or the resources to, to, to do that ourselves. But I do see that as being the way of the future for DJs, streaming or individually buying your tracks from an authorized re, uh, reseller like B-Sort, Beat Source that's geared more towards DJs. You'd be able to buy intro edit and a quick edit or a redrum or something that you know the labels are getting paid on and the artists are getting paid on. But right now, the only company that's doing that and doing it legally, in, in my opinion, is say somebody like Beat Source. And when I say that as a service geared towards DJs, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I mean, Track Source and all those companies that have been selling piecemeal songs forever, they, obviously they're, they're doing it the right way. But say somebody like um, uh, uh, BPM Supreme, Heavy Hit, um, DNS, these guys are not doing it the way that it needs to be done to compensate the artists and the labels fairly or in some cases at all you know what i mean right. like so uh I, I expect to see some of these other pools you know bpm supreme just got sony content back that means i expect to see dms getting rid of it very soon i can't imagine that bpm supreme would be okay with paying licensing to sony meanwhile some of their biggest competitors are so the more of us that get on board with pain are going to be putting the pressure on the labels to exert pressure on them for not paying it. Hey guys, sorry to interrupt the podcast real quick. Just wanted to make sure you guys are following us on Instagram at re underscore and underscore friends so you could stay up to date with all our newest episodes as well as watch our Instagram stories to see who's coming up next. So talking about bootlegs, um, you know, they're called bootlegs for a reason. They're not legal. Um, They started off as, you know, people trying to, uh, you know, have some, uh, VIP edits for themselves. They press them up on vinyl, a thousand of them. They sell them as white labels. And nowadays, DJs will, um, you know, they they make these they make these bootlegs and they put them up for notoriety to try to get more bookings. Some send them to pools. I'm not quite sure whether or not the pools are paying them for these mixes. Some of these these pools actually have um, editors on board, and I'm assuming they get uh, paid to a certain uh, to a certain degree. Uh, I think, but most of them are doing it for the notoriety and the association with the pool itself. Um, and I don't have any problems with bootlegs. I do have a problem with people selling them and um, that like companies and mm-hmm. uh, well, even individuals, but companies selling them 
them and not paying that money to the appropriate parties, um, which would be the labels themselves um, and, and or the artists, depending on uh, how the, the deals are structured. But um, that's another way to figure out whether or not pool is operating properly. You know what I'm saying? You don't right. need to have a, a DMCA notice at the bottom of your website if you're getting permission from the labels or you have licensing. You don't have mm -hmm. to do that. It's not necessary. It's an easy way to spot a pool that's not acting, you know, 100% above board. Um, and I, I do take issue with that. I wish more DJs would you know, focus more on, on doing what's right for everybody as a whole, as opposed to just what's self-serving and, and what seems right. Yeah. I mean, use your common sense, especially the older DJs who've been around forever. The younger DJs who are, you know, in their teens or early twenties, they don't know this. They've only been doing this for a few years. You can't expect them to understand the ins and outs of the mm -hmm. music industry. But when you tell me you've been DJing for since 1980 and you think it's a, that the record labels say, okay, any DJ, no matter who they are, uh, that signs up for an account, for $20 a month can have access to download a hundred thousand songs and videos. Like, come on, man, they're not making any money on that. They're in the business of making money. They're not in the business of, of giving away their entire libraries for free. So I just ask that DJs use a little bit more common sense when they're looking at their pools and try to also be a little bit more um, cognizant of the fact that you do matter. Your one account matters. I don't share my Netflix account with anybody. I bought a Netflix account because it's $15 a month and people got to eat. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like same thing with Hulu or Showtime or HBO. I, I don't, you know, I, it's, it's not hard folks. And if you, if you think that $40 a month is too much for you as a DJ, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be DJing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what to say. I mean, it, tracks used to cost $7 to $12 a piece. Right. And we were getting paid less than we do now. It's like, come on, folks. I mean, it's pretty easy. You can get a subscription to Promo Only for as low as $12. Right. And it'll give you the hits you need. Like, it, it's a little weird. For sure. So, now, so speaking of, like, the, the different subscriptions, I know you guys offer different packages and stuff. And this is something I've been curious of, as do, I think, a lot of uh, newer DJs that are, you know, coming on and, and they're getting this new music from the pools, all the top mm -hmm. hits and stuff. And then they're going out to spin a wedding. And you obviously need some of the older stuff to do a wedding, too. So curious to hear what you think on that. Now, is that something promo only? offers is that something pools are allowed to offer like how can these djs get some of the older tracks well my first first and foremost just for a plug for promo only what we typically do is is we pay separate licensing for our video and the video licensing is not cheap mm -hmm. but that's a great way if your software has the ability to play back mpeg4 videos you can buy those videos and output just the audio in in, in cases where you're not streaming right. any right. sort of video to a, an event so that's one way to do it. And you can save some money doing that because if a, a, a specialty release that promo only puts out is only 15 bucks, you usually get anywhere from 25 to 40 songs. Mm -hmm. So that's less than a dollar a track. If that's not the way you want to go, uh, I personally prefer that because I feel like you're, you're killing two birds with one stone. You're building up your video library, plus you have that audio. But if that's not your... I recommend buying now CDs. Now that's what I call music. Time Life libraries, mm -hmm. compilations on uh, Amazon and iTunes. Like, bro, I buy so much stuff off of Amazon. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I don't buy a lot of music off of iTunes. Uh, although I use iTunes, I don't buy a lot of music off there. Uh, Amazon's awesome for that. Not only that, if you're if you're paying attention and you're a Prime customer, you can delay your shipments on Prime. In fact, right now, 
Prime is offering $3 digital uh, gifts if you delay your shipment. And uh, so that's $3 just for waiting a couple extra days for your products to arrive. Those $3 can buy you anywhere from two to three songs on iTunes or on, on uh, Amazon's uh, service that you didn't have before. So you can actually <laughs> have your Prime membership working for you like that. <laughs> you I, do, I do recommend, I mean, me personally, I still love traditional record stores. I like having hard copies of CDs. I want to have a, a WAV file or an M4A, which promo only does offer as well. Mm -hmm. um, but that I like having the highest quality audio because For I got sure. some really nice EV speakers sitting in my, my living room and I want to hear the best possible sound coming through them. Right. So, um, but there's, I mean, all sorts of band camp is another place. I love discovering new music on and paying the most of the, the proceeds go to the artist. Right. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's just, I could sit here and name them off all day. <laughs> CD Baby, there's lots of legal uh, options for you to buy those tracks. Definitely. And just to, to kind of um, reinforce, I guess, if, if listeners are looking to get those old tracks, I just pulled up your website too to kind of confirm. But if you go to promoonly.com and you go to products and then you go to hot video classics, that's what you were just talking about. And there's, um, there's a lot of options here. I mean, there's best of, of rock, best of summer jams, best of 90s, best of 2000s. Um, there's That's a the old school holiday like classics, all, uh, you know. Hair bands. Yeah, right, I, right. It's, there's something in there for everybody. If you need a 90s party or if you got an 80s or 90s party, we have just, just for that. Then we have the new all-time party classic, which – uh, I think we're up to 15 or 16 now. Mm -hmm. Those particular issues uh, are, they span all the different decades. So you can, I, there's a lot of to peruse there, but uh, honestly, there's, there's great deals everywhere online to get that catalog of music you're looking for, even if you don't go through promo only. For sure. Now, I don't know if there's anything else you Ooh. want to uh, yeah. touch on. I know we're getting towards the end. The only other question I have, which I, I know a lot of DJs ask too, is when they subscribe to these DJ pools, are they getting this music before it's it's released to the public? Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. No. <laughs> Not anymore. That used to be the case back in the day, but pretty much every record pool is going to get this. It, assuming it's a legal um a uh, uh, a legal pool and even the the bootleg pools unless they stream ripped it like dj city's been known to um to 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 pull a dat piff which is a hip hop mixtape website they'll pull a rip from that site and put it up and they'll also say hey we'll we'll make this available uh at a higher quality uh version uh later when the, it's serviced by the labels gotcha. but um yeah, everybody gets it at the same time. The labels have specific marketing plans. Their A&R and promotions department work very closely to make sure that the impact dates are the same across the board. Now, sometimes a record pool might not even get a song. All of us may not get a song until two weeks after it's released to the general public right. because they want to see. It just depends on what the, the label's marketing initiatives are. For sure. So uh, just because you don't see it on, from a record pool, uh, immediately doesn't mean i mean occasionally though we do have programmers that are asleep at the wheel so if, if somebody sees something on promo only that should be on there we appreciate it when they go hey where's this track mm -hmm. and then we hit up the programmer and go what are you doing and he's like oh my bad i totally slept on that and i, I need <laughs> right. to get that so it does happen awesome but rarely awesome. was there anything else you wanted to uh touch upon or, or discuss yes yes i want to tell everybody this we are all going to get through this, and this is not some sort of platitude. All of us are currently going through the exact 
same situation. Yep. That this should be not necessarily hands across America because we need to keep social distance. <laughs> but but we all do need to remember that we're all in this together. Misery loves company. We're gonna get through it. If you've got some sort of of hardship or whatever, call the guys at Promo Only. We are we are taking phone calls. We are open. We're open for chat. All that good stuff. Call the offices, have them. They can do certain things for you. They can downgrade your subscription for the time being, mm-hmm. so you have the essential hits. But uh, you know, don't don't start panicking. Don't don't don't. Uh, and, but when you get the stimulus check, don't buy a a, a pair of uh, of Yeezys with it. Buy food <laughs> for your family. Set it aside for your business. Do what's gonna be best for you and your family overall going forward. Now's the time to be smart. Smart. Now's the time to be fiscally uh, conservative in a way that benefits you and your family, not just being fiscally conservative for being fiscally conservative sake. Be smart about your spending. Still buy the things that are going to help your business going forward, but do it in a way that benefits. Now, if you got a controller that works, maybe you don't buy a brand new controller. Maybe you buy some some software like uh, DJ Event Planner or Vibo that's going to help you with these clients going forward. I don't know, but be smart about your spending. For sure. And I think it's also important to piggyback off that, but you know, be smart about your, your spending, um, in terms of, of financially and also in terms of your time too. be smart oh my about God, how you spend yes. your time, you know, and, and yeah. spend it on things that are going to actually benefit you when this passes and not just, you know, kick your feet up and watch Netflix all day, every day, you know? Right. But, but if you haven't seen Tiger King, you should probably watch it. <laughs> there you go. And you got to have fun too. You got to play games with the family and watch Netflix and play video games and stuff for sure. Um, but I think it's important. And I've said this time over time is at the very least, if you were going to dj a wedding this saturday for six hours take four or six of it and at least put that time back into your oh business, my god you, you know? should be working full work days right now 100%. and then enjoy the time you know when i mean you've got an extra let's say your commute's 20 minutes to work every day you've got an extra 40 minutes to play with your kids every day <laughs> right you know what i mean like that's awesome take advantage of this time it, it, it's amazing i mean americans are being called to sit on their bottoms and eat food and uh, I think we can do this, you know? For sure. Now, Nick, before we get off the air, where's the best place for, for listeners to connect if they want to connect with you or promo only? Should they reach out to promo only directly? Should they find you on, on social media? What's the best uh, way? If you're looking to connect with me, you can hit me up. Uh, look for me, Nick James Hahn. I'm pretty much the only one on there, I believe. <laughs> it's Nick James Hahn on Facebook, but the URL is Nick James Dirty Posse, P-O-S-S-E. And then uh, if promo only, uh, facebook.com backslash promo only Inc. We're also, that's the uh, backslash promo only Inc. is the same for all of our uh, socials, uh, Instagram and Twitter, but uh, we're most active on, uh, on Facebook. So uh, hit us up there. And if anybody needs a free trial for the month, let me know. I can hook you up with that. But uh, I, Brandon, I really appreciate you having me on board and let me speak candidly. And uh no problem. Looking forward yeah, I really to, appreciate uh, you. And I'll have links to all that below. And I this is actually going to put us a little over uh, time-wise, but I think listeners who've stuck around till now deserve to hear this too. And this is something that uh, I was curious about. But So we, we spoke about distributing music and live streams and stuff. Now, are you familiar with uh, TikTok, the new app? Yes, I am. So um, just something real quick. We'll, we'll try and keep this brief if possible. But um, how does that come into play? Because I know a lot of people are taking songs and mashing up songs or creating original tracks and putting music behind TikTok. 
um, or behind TikToks that they're making? Well, uh, unfortunately, because I don't work on that label side of licensing, I can just give you an educated guess. So I don't want anybody to take anything that I say next as gospel because it's not. But I know that labels, especially with Old Town Road being such a big smash, labels are looking to influencers on TikTok to use certain uh, songs, especially new things that they're they're promoting. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the licensing works on there. I don't know if it's uh you know there's some sort of fair use okay. because there's only a certain amount of time being displayed. I don't even know what the 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 longest you can TikTok is. Do you? Yeah. You know so there's uh there's 15 second ones. Well, you can go anywhere uh-huh. between 15 seconds and a minute, 60 seconds. A minute. Okay. Right. So maybe the minute ones. I don't know. Uh, that, that's an actually intri- interesting question. And my, my my wife, who has a master's in music business and is a singer songwriter, she might have some more insight into it. But I really, I don't know. I'm I'm like you. I'm just kind of you know I've been hearing my friend Tony at Serato right. has been telling me about ta- uh, TikTok for forever it seems like but i'm just now you know jumping on the bandwagon and seeing what it's all about i really am not aware what the the licensing requirements are and right. whether or not they're gonna eventually get a cease and desist from uh right, labels right. or or interesting parties. yeah it's very interesting to me because i mean i was creating some earlier today too you know before i uh got on this podcast so um and i was just thinking about the whole concept knowing that i was coming on to talk with you as well and it's kind of interesting how you can create a mashup or, or put a song over a video and put it out there and it can within an hour be in front of 5.5 million people you know it's like very it's pretty crazy (laughs) so interesting well nick i really appreciate your time thank you for coming on sharing your knowledge well thanks for having me brother i really appreciate it my pleasure and thank you guys for listening to this podcast see you later have a good day thank you for listening to this episode of the re and friends podcast we truly hope that we were able to bring value If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with your friends. It would mean the world to us. Also, make sure to stay tuned for the next Red Max Events audio experience.